Welcome to Look What She Built, where we show you examples of what an iconic woman leader looks like. I'm your host, Jamie Rowe, and I'm so excited to have you here. I created Look What She Built because I want to celebrate the bold, the brave, and badass women who are doing business in their own way. In this podcast, we're going to interview and celebrate these women business owners, as well as bring on experts that can help us dive deep on topics like sales, self-care, money mindset, and more. So let's dive in and show the world what an iconic woman looks like. Hello, everyone. This is Jamie Rowe with Look What She Built Podcast, and I have Sam Varner with me today. Sam, how are you? I am so good. I'm excited to have this conversation. I'm excited to have you here today. We've already been chatting a little bit, and I just I just can't wait. Like It's like <laughs> on the edge of my seat here. So let's share with the audience a little bit about you. So Sam is a profit coach and money-making business strategist. Sam Varner specializes in supporting six-figure service-based business owners to make profit a priority by implementing her proprietary, oh, that's a big, that's a $10 word. Actually, it's more uh-huh. like an $8 word, but for me, it's <laughs> another word. Proprietary, whatever, crush formula. <laughs> it's Anyway, it's still in the morning. A conversation with Sam is an opportunity to share a no bullshit friend-to-friend chat about profit, business success. And the drive women have inside that is ready to explode. It's great. She is open and honest about how to achieve business growth well in six figures and just how to tap into each individual business owner's hidden potential. She wants, um, so Sam has been in PR and marketing for 14 years and finance strategy, as well as business development and credits much of her business passion to watching her father and his construction business growing up. After living in three different countries and getting requalified to work over and over again, (laughs) Sam decided to create her own business, serving women business owners worldwide. Sam has made it her goal to help other women understand they have the power to change their financial picture by building profit in their businesses. How are you, Sam? (laughs) I am so good. That makes me sound so fancy. I love it. I know. I love it when I have other people write introductions for me and then I read it later. I'm like, oh, I did all those things. Yeah. Yeah. It's like celebrate those things because we don't ever, I would never think all of that about me, but it's all true. It's all somebody listened and put it all together and said, you're amazing. (laughs) Thank you. I love that. I think, you know, one exercise I, I do every once in a while, especially when I'm feeling like I'm not like that standstill, like nothing's mm-hmm. moving forward. I, I feel like I've made all these plans beginning of the year. And now it's, you know, the fifth month in the year. And I'm like, I just, you know what I mean? Like you get these steps yes. and a few weeks ago before our retreat. And I, I had a very good mentor say, why don't you write down everything that you've accomplished? Mm-hmm. Have you ever done so that? Valuable. I have, I tell clients to do that all the time when they're kind of, they're coming in with that. I'm not doing anything. Nothing is working right? And it's like, oh yeah, it is. It just might not be a thousand clients lined up the door, but there are things working. Yeah. I do that one. I try and do it. I do it with my clients more than I do it for me. Right. But I have done it for me. Sometimes the cobbler's children go shoeless and that's okay, Sam. hundred percent. We all know that works. Right? It's our secret. Um, yeah. okay. So I'm curious. Um, I think one of the most sacred parts of the day is the morning. Mm-hmm. And I also know that you have a couple of humans 
that you take care of. So a four to be exact. And so so I'm just curious, what does like this morning or maybe what's a morning routine or is there a routine with four kids (laughs) for you? Oh, I wish I had an answer that was like, I get up early and I journal and I do yoga. That is not the case. Um, I, my morning routine around here looks like my goal is to get up before the kids. That is first and foremost, something I learned from a long time ago when they were really little, I try and get up before them so that I'm not on demand. The second my feet hit the floor, it just doesn't make me the best human that I can be. So I try and do that. Otherwise, um, I definitely make sure I have coffee. And then my morning routine for me as a human really starts once the kids get out the door. So I've got two in elementary school and two in junior high. Junior highs are on their own. They sort themselves out, get to the bus. And the two little guys, I just try and get them out the door. So 745 is when my morning actually starts and my business starts and my my day starts. I put on pants. You know, it's that time of day for me. Or not. Yeah. Up till then it's pajamas. Like I'm in pajamas with coffee. Hair is crazy bananas as it is. And I'm finding people's shoes. That is my job. That's my morning routine. Yeah. We were talking about like having four homeless people in your house. Like where's my shoes? Can I have some money? I need, can you sign this form I needed yesterday? Oh, why am I just seeing this now, darling? Yeah. I had to build a skunk costume last we sorry you had to build a skunk like well it didn't have to be a skunk it had to be a woodland character woodland creature and i found out on tuesday night like bedtime time for thursday nice so what did did you pull it off i did on the way to soccer practice i stopped at michael's i bought a black t-shirt and like some fuzzy material that was white just cut a strip sewed it on dyed his hair silver and then black on the sides made a pipe cleaner tail I was amazed like I was I was amazed it was a mom superstar moment as I'm sitting at the other kids soccer practice like sewing it in my car like some sort of pioneer woman it was ridiculous but I got it done yeah so awesome (laughs) there's so many reasons mom need more than one day during the year so do dads like I get that yeah yeah we do so many things for our children that you try and explain to someone who doesn't have kids and they're like I don't and I'm like just yeah also why would you do that and you're like because because I have to feel good when we go to the play and my kid's not in a boring green t-shirt trying to be a tree like that's not okay if I can figure something out I'll try I love that so much this is great well this goes right this is a great thank you for the story we didn't even plan this this is (laughs) transitioning into grit in your business right there's grit as a mom being creative Mm -hmm. on the spot, figuring things out. They don't have lunch. You're driving to school and they tell you in on the way to school, I don't have a lunch. You look Mm -hmm. at the floor for food. I've done this for bags of little bags of food or sometimes soccer snacks. They're still sitting there. Let's use that. That'll do. That's your lunch. Mm -hmm. So in a business, it's very similar, especially when startup types of situations and even some larger businesses that I've worked with is that we need to be creative and we need to think on our feet. We need to solve this mm-hmm. problem literally right now. We have a client walking in in 30 minutes. We have a phone call. We have an emergency meeting. We need to figure this out right now. That's why I think moms are some of the best, moms and dads, the best entrepreneurs, best problem solvers there are on the planet because they've 100%. They practice. Yeah. They have to. <laughs> they have no choice. People throw things at them all the time that they just have to roll with right? Yes. Yeah. So let's talk about grit. Um, I I think, you know, we're talking about the grit. That is the secret sauce. So Mm -hmm. 
what what um, do you feel like is well? Let's talk about why it is so important. Why is grit important? Why does it matter? I think the biggest reason it matters is because if you're going to be your own business, you're going to have your own business. You are the only person making things happen or not making things happen, right? You no longer have a boss. Nobody's in charge of you. Nobody's telling you these are the metrics we're aiming for, or this is the action you need to take or make this many calls, whatever that looks like. And if you're not willing to just dig deep on the days that you feel crappy and on the days where it's not working or the days where things go horribly awry, it's not going to work. You have to be all in on your business and having that grit of I'm in here until this works. I will figure it out until I make it work. And that takes a little bit of pivoting, a little bit of creativity, a little bit of like wiggle room to sticking with the plan that you have set out for the year, but knowing when to change it up or switch things and just trusting yourself, right? I think grit comes down to trusting your ability to create what you're trying to create and just do it until it works. Yeah. I mean, I think we all need that, especially in the beginning. It's so easy to quit. Oh yeah. And so many entrepreneurs do that. That's the devastating thing. I think is the number of business owners that just throw in the towel because maybe they're not surrounded with people that are being successful in business. So they just don't have that vision of you can do it. You can get there. They don't have support around them or they're just not maybe aware of how much work it will take to get it going, but that it will pay off. If you can, if you can stick it out, it'll pay off. You just need to be patient, right? Which is super hard for us entrepreneurs generally. Yeah. If we're ready to rock and roll, like let's do this. And why wasn't it done yesterday? Um, (laughs) Always kids. Why are you bringing the sheet to me now? It was due yesterday. And you want me to sign this and read it. I'm like, just so you know, I'm not going to read any of this. And I'm signing this for your chemistry class. Please don't do anything. And I don't know what I'm liable for. Please Um, wear all your safety equipment as necessary. Thank you. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Well, um, so um, I think there's a statistic that's like 80% of businesses fail after five years. Someone yeah, that them. sounds about right. Um, because, and also the ones well, I've seen that they try and do it alone because mm-hmm. they think I'm smart. Yeah. I'm still to figure this out. I came from the corporate world. The corporate world shift from corporate to entrepreneurship is such a big shift. Yeah. Um, and that it's, it's a completely different world. And I think people underestimate and we romanticize the world of being an entrepreneur. Isn't that great? So much. Yeah. And we forget that the corporate world had a marketing department, had a sales department, had somebody paying a big bill in all of those areas to promote whatever it was that they were doing. We just think, well, I can do this better than my boss. Right. And so we all decide to go independent because clearly we're smarter than them and we can sort it out. But we do forget that part that all of a sudden you go from being a supported corporate employee, supported being there's a back end to the business, not necessarily supported, but, and then we just go and we're sitting at our kitchen table and we have no marketing budget and we have no advertising budget. And we actually don't even know how to start that stuff because how did they start it when they first, we weren't there at the beginning, so we don't know. Um, And there's a lot of wandering around looking for the right answer. I think entrepreneurs live in that space sometimes a little bit too long, right? They're looking for the answers, but not being willing to make, I think the big thing here is investment. I think that's what entrepreneurs are too slow to do is invest in their growth, invest in their business, 
if you're a restaurateur and you're starting a restaurant, you spend a whole lot of money at the front end of that before you've even made one plate of noodles for one client. And I think a lot of times if we're dealing with online businesses, we think, oh, it's great. It's a low barrier to entry and that's factual, but it doesn't mean there's zero investment. We have to, we have to be willing to get the support that's very, very important at different stages in our business. It helps us grow, helps us stick it out because it starts to work faster. Right. Yeah, I know. That's such a truth to it. Well, especially entrepreneurs, sometimes they're like, oh, low barrier to entry. I can have an online business and then I can do everything myself. Mm-hmm. I remember talking to a client, her genius son was not marketing. Okay. And she found an online course on how to learn how to write her own marketing copy. Very respect. I respect that. I think that's great. Mm-hmm. She waste. She spent a lot of time doing this and ended up right. being very good at writing copy. Right. Because that was- sometimes isn't the thing we're good at. Right. So no, and being okay to hand the reins and trusting, like you said earlier, talking about trust and grit and trusting that someone else can do it. And sometimes they can only sometimes in a business, they aren't going to be as good as you, but this is not your genius zone. You should not be doing this anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, That's, that's hard to give up the reins because you're giving up control and then you're having to trust others. So this is the great part. I think about entrepreneurship, it, it brings up all your shit. (laughs) It so does. It lays it out on a weekly basis, right? Where you're like, oh, I think this about myself and that's showing up in my business. That's, that's awkward. I'm not happy about that. This is awkward. I hate sales. Like that. This is awkward. I hear that right all the time. And often it's constant. Yeah. And I went through like a period where I was just, what's my worth? I can't sell myself. I feel icky about this. Am I good in sales? And that means I'm a bad person because people Mm -hmm. are good at sales or use car salesmen. So all that worthiness came up and lots Mm -hmm. of therapy coaching later, um, you know, I made great strides in sales, but it took some time Mm -hmm. and I resisted it a lot, but I want (laughs) to talk about grit. And I want to know too, is I want to talk about the crush formula that you have. Absolutely. That word I try to say, the proprietary formula. Proprietary. Yeah. Did you hear it's a that? practice word. <laughs> I don't get two cups of coffee. Um, but I also want to know if some people think like, well, I don't know if I have grit or not. Like I kind of understand what it is, but can I learn it? Is this something I can learn to do? Yeah, I think so. And I think the reality is I think if you're asking the question and you're, or you're considering entrepreneurship, I think you probably have it. I think the reality is if you're kind of crazy and you think you can run a business and you are looking for something beyond the realm of a nine to five corporate job that you are very feeling very secure in, you probably have grit already. I think that there is a very special person who makes that leap. I think there is, I think you're a little bit crazy. Like I really do think that we're all a little bit crazy, but I do think that crazy is what helps us generate creative ideas and pursue something with absolutely zero evidence to begin with that there is going to be something on the other end of it, right? We just blindly jump and think, I can probably make this happen. And it is that pursuit of, can I make it happen? And then I'm going to try, I'm going to fail. I'm going to try, I'm going to fail. The willingness to look foolish, the willingness to try things and have them completely not work sometimes on repeat until we figure out what is that one piece. Oh, I just needed to do it like this. I just needed to say it like this. I just needed to promote it over here instead of over there. And then we can figure it out. Right. But you need to. So if you have that inkling, I think there's probably something there. I think if you're listening to this podcast, 
there's probably some grit there. So you just need to trust in yourself that you're capable of sticking it out till it works. Yes. And being okay with failure. Oh yeah. It, I mean, all of us, right. There is no time. If a business owner ever says to you, I've never failed a, they're playing really small and they're lying. They're completely lying. But I mean, yeah. And that good for them. They're not on their journey yet to be vulnerable. Exactly. And that's okay. They'll get there. And some of the most successful entrepreneurs will say, I need help. Yes. I made a mistake and I don't know how to do this. I don't know what I don't know in this area, actually. Yeah. The ones that really do really fantastic. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's healthy to ask for help, just like anything in life. So -hmm. let's talk about, let's talk about crush. Um, Okay. About what that looks like. Okay. So the crush formula is basically what I pattern my coaching after. So I think that there's five areas of business that if you can get these pretty dialed in, you're going to be successful and you're going to be more profitable than what you are right now. And so the first, we'll kind of go through the letters and then ask away all the questions you have about any of them as we go. Um, Okay. So C is for the core of your business. I'm a big believer in you build your business to support your life. It is kind of that secondary player. It is just the support staff of the life that you're trying to build. So I want businesses to be built from what are your values? What is your life you're trying to create? What is the mission, the vision behind the why of what lights you up about this business? And I think sometimes when you talk about grit, it is keeping those things really at the forefront of what am I doing this for? I need a reason to get out of bed really early. I need a reason to keep pushing at this business. And that's what happens in kind of the C section is really digging deep into that. And then remembering to go back and review it when things get hard. All right. Why am I doing this again? And building that piece back up over Mm -hmm. and over and over again. Um, So that's, that's where we start for the most part. Then we talk about the R, which is revenue. So it is understanding your numbers. It is tracking what income is coming from where, what product or what service is performing really well? How capable are you for making investments? Are you ready to hire a person? Are you ready to invest in a VA? It doesn't matter what that looks like and what stage it's at, but really knowing the numbers and with a long-term kind of view of what that money is meant to be doing for your business itself. That's a big fun piece. Then we get into the utility and the utility is super fun. I, when I was first coming up with the acronym, I wasn't really thinking that this was that important. And then started to realize how much I had of this U piece in my own business. And that's just what tools do you have that allow you to scale your business? What automation, what systems do you have in place? How do you create, you know, SOPs, standard operating procedures, so that when you get ready to hire somebody, you're not trying to, at that moment, figure out how you do things, right? Just kind of working through it and having that, that you build it as your company is building. And that becomes really fun because there's a lot of really cool tools out in the world. um, And the more you want to play with them and use them and understand why they're there, the more baseline impact you can have on your business because you're just one person right? So you have to eventually be beyond one person in some capacity, even if it's automation, Mm -hmm. Um, but that helps. Yes. Yeah. Then we get to S and S, S is absolutely my favorite part. We're talking sales. We are talking, how do we get, how many people do we have to talk to, to create one client and how, what is the kind of, what is the system that we work within to make that happen? And then how do we get better at it? 
right? If it takes me 75 days to land my first client, let's say, how do we make it in 60 days next time? How do we tighten up each piece of the sales process so that we are getting quicker and better results as we go, right? So it really comes down to figuring out how do we want to speak to people? What is our branding and our marketing look like out in the world? And how do we make sure we personify that all the time? Wherever we go, is it the same, right? And are we feeling really confident with things like our pricing? That's, I talk to a lot of my clients around, A, you're charging too little. It's basically like my standard, you're not charging enough whenever I have new clients. And then let's figure out how to get you so confident in that increased rate that you can go out and sell it right away. Not that you are nervous about it or sounding very like hesitant when you go to talk about it, which is always hard. And then the last piece is headspace, right? Where's your mindset through each one of these pieces? It is, it's kind of woven into every other part of business coaching. And I think if you um, have any experience in mindset and thinking about how much your brain impacts what your results look like, you'll understand, of course, why we do it. If you haven't been exposed to those ideas, it is something where it will make massive change in your business very, very quickly as you just start to kind of embrace that as you go through. So those are the pieces. Oh, I love this. This is so, I'm making lots of notes. Um, and uh, I think too, looking out of these core of the business revenue, utility, sales, and the headspace um, mindsets. I mean, that's, I feel like is such a big component because that changes everything and it's fast that's too. It, it is. It doesn't take long once you embrace it. Although, to be honest, that was something I didn't have in my business for like the first two years. Mm -hmm. I would hear about mindset and I was like, oh, that seems very woo woo. Like I didn't, I was giving it zero importance in my business. And it was only after, I can't even remember what I would have done that actually made that transition. I should think about that. But there was a point where I think I probably read some book and it just clicked. Yeah. And I started thinking about how am I thinking about things? How am I, what are the feelings I'm having and the actions I'm taking? And yes, if I'm kind of like dwelling in this frustration place, I'm certainly not able to dig myself out of that very well. Um, and now it is absolutely pivotal in my business. I can tell you if my mindset's crappy, everything else feels kind of crappy in the business, even if it's going pretty well from a very tactical, like, numbers perspective, I still can feel crappy. And I think we all need to be careful about that, right? Well, yeah, your inner critic will kick in and be like, hey, yeah. we haven't spiraled in a couple of days. So <laughs> let's find something that's terrible. Let's forget everything that's great. Let's yes. focus on this one terrible thing that's not really terrible, but I can make it terrible. Give me 10 minutes. Yeah. And, yep. then, and then you're in the pit of despair at your desk and you're like, wow, that, that turned quickly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, two is especially this part as you're training people to be aware of when it happens, mm -hmm. this is part of it, they're aware of it so they can pause and then make a conscious choice. I'm not going to spiral. I'm not going to listen to who are you to do this. This pricing is too much. No one's going to pay you for this. You're not worthy of this. Um, you suck. You're not good at this. You'll never be good at this. You know, all those like fun mm -hmm. things. That that. I actually have a couple of friends that I call and I'm like this, I'm spiraling right now. Help me put the wheels back on the wagon. <laughs> I love that. That's and cause that's exactly what it is. It's like, I've inadvertently, I'm trying to go down this path. I have no wheels left. Like it's not working for some reason. It's like, nope, it's probably not. Not if that's your circumstance. Right. So 
No, and that happens so much with entrepreneurs. And if you're alone and you don't have a support team mm-hmm. or support, then you're trying to put your own wheels on and you don't even know where the wagon is and you've never put wheels on before. And these kind yeah. of look right, but not really. And then you spiral. I'm always like, if you're stuck on something for three days, yes, it's too long. Mm-hmm. We're wasting our time to get out of that spin and just call, call friends or yeah. someone like in our mastermind, call your mastermind buddy, your accountability partner. So that yeah. matters. Well, out of all of these, is there one that's when you do the work is more impactful than the others that you forget that? Hmm, that's interesting. I think it's so dependent on the client because I think generally speaking, each client is coming with probably a strength in one or two of these already. And then just needing a little bit of like renovation in those areas. And often there's one area where I'm like, Ooh, there's a glaring hole here. Like, let's just teach around this skill or talk about this piece. Um, I think, I think probably overall though, the most influential is still that headspace piece. If it kind of all comes back, I don't think there's many of my coaching calls now that don't come back to some sort of is this a story you're telling yourself or is this fact, right? So it's, it's whatever I hear about, they come to the call and it's a blah, 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 this is terrible. This is not working, whatever it is. And the first thing we start with is, is this factual or is it a story? Like how much of this is actually happening versus just, yeah, that mean girl in your head. It's just being a bit of a jackass. Can we eliminate all of that? And then it's like, oh, this one little piece is what's going wrong. Okay, that's easy. We can fix that, right? And they're like, oh yeah, like this. Done. Yeah. And just reframe it. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Especially when I hear people like, oh, I feel so like slimy doing sales. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just so hard and all of that. And like, well, let's reframe you feel slimy because you don't want to take advantage of people and you feel like sales takes advantage and manipulates people. We'll reframe this, but yes. you're just really a caring person who's you're coming to really- serve and you have value. Yeah. yeah. Yes. You're ready to serve and have value yeah. um, because too, I, I, I agree on that point looking at these, because here's the deal. When you look at utility, we can set up automations for you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do the automation elimination and delegation. So we put right. in buckets, pick which one you want to do. Right. And we like to eliminate things, especially if Absolutely. you just don't need to do anymore. Um, but if you're not in the right headspace, you eliminate something. Yeah. You go right back to it. Like, um, <laughs> yep. I myself, I was like, I'm not working on Mondays. Right. I had a coach worker that she's like, well, when do you want to work? I'm like, well, I don't really want to work on Monday. She goes, okay, we'll just block it off. Cause people always cancel on Mondays. There's always emergencies right. and your yeah. day's all thrown and it's Monday. You don't want to work. So I just blocked it all off. And I would have to catch myself scheduling clients on Mondays when I would get full. Yeah. Night. Yeah. Cause people would be like, do you have time on Monday? And you would Yeah. I mean, I've definitely done that where I'm like, oh no, I'm not supposed to be doing or doing it so close to other things like kid events in particular, where I seem to think that I can somehow beam myself from place to place, which is not actually possible yet that I know of. So I will do that and I'll be like, oh, now I'm running home to get in time for something because I thought I just don't give myself enough margin. I feel like that sometimes is a good uh, entrepreneurial problem to solve. There's actual statistic with this. Cause I know a lot of really unnecessary information. That's great for parties. Um, love it. Real life, is that humans on average over schedule, over schedule themselves by 33%. Oh, that feels like my life. Yeah. Yeah. So we just think, Oh, I can do, I can do all of this. And really we're 30% over the tub. The water's going over yeah. 33%. So well, that's why my laundry piles that. up. You know, what doesn't get done 
I mean, we all make choices about what doesn't get done. Showering sometimes, but like laundry. How much laundry four children make? It is obscene. And it's in every stage around my home currently because it's the thing where I'm like, meh, you probably have clean pants or clean enough. You don't care. You're a bunch of little boys. They don't care at all, right? Just flip your underwear inside out. I had a kid say that to me the other day. He's like, I don't need any new underwear. I'm fine. I'll flip it inside out. I'm like, Oh, no, here, I, I did wash. I just have to pull it out of the laundry basket. Try that. Sure, this one's better. Gross oh God, little boys, so gross. I tell you. Mm-hmm. I love little boys. I only have one boy and he's 19. He's not little anymore, um, but yes, very funny. Um, okay, let's, um, what I would love to do is I want to know how people can find you. What's the okay. best place to get a hold of you? Um, because I, there's so much more here. And I think just as crush formula in and of itself has so much wisdom and there's a lot of depth to that. And I think people will want to know more about it. So what's the best way for people to find you? Perfect. The best way to find me is find me on Instagram. It's shecollective.biz. Mm-hmm. Best place to find me for sure. And then the second place is come and check out my podcast, She Needs Grit. There are a number of episodes that talk about specific parts of the crush formula or it with a little bit more of a robust explanation, but also all about building your business and making more money in your business and being gritty while you do it. So those are the two best places to find me, but DM me on Instagram. I love getting into a conversation with a business owner about what's going on and what they need help with or where they're just struggling. And I can hopefully point you in the direction of a resource or some knowledge. So Okay. Wonderful. And then do you, you do coaching and also group programs or talk to me a little bit about just that. coaching. I okay. do all one-on-one coaching. So mm-hmm. kind of a six month program, you come in, you get to hang out with me and I try to make it home from all those school events for that. Um, but yeah, it is one-on-one. It is zoom. I have clients all over the place. So we get to chat in person or chat over zoom if you're in Texas. So awesome. I love that's right. You were in Houston, Texas, but you're originally from, you want to tell everyone, not I'm, anyone's figured out your accent yet. Has anybody figured day. out that I'm not maybe from Texas? Um, I am from Canada. So I'm Canadian down here in the heat of Texas. We've been here eight years. So I'm getting used to it, but yeah, a little different, especially because you're from Alberta. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I had someone I worked from Canada, I've worked with some people with Canada and my goal for most of our meetings was try to get them to say about every time it's so funny because it I don't ever notice it but I tell you every time I say it in a meeting down here or a networking call you know something where I'm up doing a presentation if I say about people are laughing their heads off at me I love it so much I have so many little games I play with certain (laughs) accents that it's just fun like why not life's short let's bring some magic and some fun to it so yeah absolutely Sam this has been awesome thank you so much for being you are so welcome You are so welcome. This has been great. I love it. I love these. These conversations are awesome. There's nothing better than a podcast like this for a listener, me as a listener, but also to participate in lots of fun. Yes. Awesome. Thank you. And thank you everyone for listening today. I appreciate you being with us today. Have a great day and we'll see you next time. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to this conversation. I'm Jamie Rowe with Look What She Built, the one and only podcast that celebrates the brave, bold, and badass women who are doing business their way and telling us about it. Until next time, 
Go show the world what an iconic woman looks like. Please share this with three women because we all need to share positive messages in the world. And if you want to learn more, please connect with me on social at Impact to Income.